Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. My name's Colin Waitsman, going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And we have another exciting interview with our interview series here today. But before we get into that, make sure that you uh, give the show a rating, leave a review, a like, subscribe, all that good stuff helps us know that you're enjoying uh, the content and we can keep uh, making some interesting stuff for you. But um, so this episode, we have an, an awesome guest reigning from Gosford, Australia. Uh, hopefully I said that right. Uh, Charlie Hunter, he is a distance runner at the University of Oregon. He has the Australian record for the 800 and the mile, uh, and as well was the, what, the U-20 national champion uh, um, as well. And currently has a, what, a 353 mile and is number one in the nation in the 800 as well. Uh, Charlie, thank you for, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. No issues. Well, um, wanted to get started for you on, you know, where, where running and the passion for, for running kind of started. What, what got you into distance running as a whole, or, you know, just, just sport of track and field? Yeah. Um, so I probably had a bit of a unique upbringing in that I, I wasn't a runner. I was more of a triathlete. Um, always grew up in a very athletic and uh, outdoorsy family. So sports were a big part of my, my junior years, but I didn't focus on running, um, did very little, but I focused on other aspects of, uh, of other sports. So I was, uh, I was really big into swimming and surfing. Um, I was rugby captain kind of through middle school. Um, triathlon was kind of my main kind of sport, but again, didn't really focus in on too intense training or anything, but, uh, yeah, I was just always very athletic, doing a lot of things. And it, I think when I got to about, yeah, senior school, so like year 10, yeah, around then, I, um, I was obviously showing more promise in, in running and uh, it just seemed to come a bit more naturally. And uh, um, it just, it was just a natural progression, progression to like, just kind of focus in on running a bit more. And uh I was, I've always been tall, but I've, I just never filled out. So that kind of eliminated other sports like running and so, uh, rugby and soccer and things <laughs> like that. So it's just kind of a natural progression to focus more on running. Um, I always kind of had high aspirations to, to whatever I do, do it to the best and be the best at it. So when I kind of made the conscious decision to, to focus on running, the, the dream then became, all right, well, you know, I'd like to represent my country and uh, just run as quick as I can, maybe make the Olympics. And, um, and yeah, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where it just eventually, and it's just been a, a domino effect, like, uh, you know, from, you know, winning the Australian under 20 championships in 1500. And then it went to, you know, getting myself over here at Oregon and, um, you know, experiencing this whole new thing. And, and then it became, you know, indoor nationals and like it's just been a chain effect and my times have just kind of just just been chopping off times like every year so it's it's been a good progression yeah it seems like you've i've, I've checked taken a look at a lot of the the times just over 
college and it seems like you're just dropping dropping times and chunk chunk is like la- last year it's like oh yeah like pr'd in the mile by like four or five seconds or like ran another sub four four minute mile it's like those are those are some times where if you could reach it once it would be impressive let alone you know being able to drop such a dramatic amount of you know time year year after year um i know you, you said that you know towards your your younger years or in, or, in, or in year 10, you kind of realize, okay, I'm you know, starting to become a, a, a stronger runner. I mean, could you kind of paint a, a picture of what, I guess, athletics is like in Australia? Because I know for a lot of, you know, my American listeners, we know, okay, you go through you know, middle school, high school, and then, and then college. I mean, what kind of is the, the projection for, is it, is it the same for people in Australia or is it a little, is it slightly different um, the way that you guys do it over there? Yeah, it's um, it's incredibly different. Um, there's really no infrastructure in Australia. So once you age out of school, um, there's just really nothing there. There's no, you have clubs. That's kind of more, if you want to stay involved in track and field, you join a club and then you have uh, club meets. But the whole university athletics or sport is not a thing like it is over here. Like this is big business over here. And like, when I'm back home, I don't have a track. I don't, I can't get, get a pair of shoes or use a gym. So um, Australia just isn't quite as far ahead as you guys are with uh, athletic development, but pretty much, um, and that's the same instance for high schools too. Like, you know, I didn't have any, I didn't have a track team or a cross country team. I just, if I decided to do running, um, that's just, I had to go find a coach and, go find a group to run with. So that's kind of how it was uh, for me in middle school and senior school. Um, I, I initially was coached by my grandfather. He kind of looked up some training programs and we just did a little bit out in the grass fields. Um, and then I found a, a coach kind of 10 minutes away from my house and they actually had a really good, um, at the time, really good group. But uh, again, very limited, just we would meet up on a Tuesday, Thursday at a grass oval and um, I just do a bit of running and, and it just eventuates, you know, I, I would win my school cross country and then I'd make it to nationals the next year and, you know, the, the following year I'd come fifth and it just kind of progressed from there. But um, yeah, when I graduated high school, um, Again, I wasn't fantastic, so I didn't have those immediate offers to have a sponsor or something something to support me uh, within running. So for me, that was, I took a gap year, uh, just did some travel, uh, did some work on the side. Um, after that gap year, I went back to uni back in Australia and was working full time. And I, I was still passionate about running, so I was just running on my own. I was just kind of getting by um i joined a new group in sydney which is about an hour and a half away so same deal i just drive an hour and a half into the city link up with these guys go for a run and uh just run on my own every other day um and so from there that's that's the extent of australian running like you're not gonna get much different from that i, I feel like there's some different instances but for average runners like myself uh there's not much available. So you just got to try and break through that ceiling. And then once you do it, there's other things available. Mm -hmm. But um, I, 
so I, as I said, I graduated high school, I went to work, was studying, and I joined, you, you might know them, the Melbourne Track Club, yeah. kind of a, a big distance running group in Australia. So I joined, joined them and um, I got the opportunity to do a training camp in Mount Laguna, San Diego. And, you know, I just paid for it myself and joined the group. I just wanted to expose myself to what it took to be competitive at this, at running. And um, I kind of, at, at the time, knew that I wasn't, I wasn't loving this lifestyle that I was living of just study. And it was just hard, like, to support yourself running and, like, to go out and run 160K a week by yourself is not fun. So yeah. I knew I knew I just wasn't loving it. And I was looking into the collegiate system a little bit. And um, anyway, I was, I was in America on this training camp and I actually reached out to the coach at Oregon and I said, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm in the neighborhood. Um, do you mind if I come take a look and just, I'd love to, to see Oregon because I'm a big fan of Oregon and the history behind the program. And I did. And, and he kind of rolled out the carpet for me. And um, where, when I saw the whole program, saw the facility, saw the coaches, saw the team aspect, um, I just fell in love with it. And um, from, from then on, it was just, what can I do to get here? And uh, it took about 18 months for me to get over here and just become eligible to, to, to enroll here at Oregon. It, it, it was very difficult for me for some reason. But when I got here, it was just, it was the best decision I've ever made. It's just, it's, it's incredible. And it's shown in my results in running. Yeah, I mean, it's, you've definitely been, been having a, a, a great year this year as well as uh, in the past. I mean, if you're, if you were able to go and tell yourself what three, three or four years ago, you know, the, the guy that's applying and, and looking into Oregon, you're, you're doing your first walkthroughs of the campus, like, hey, you're going to be a part of, a, a team that what has, I guess, the world's best in, in the DMR, as well as, you know, one of the best times in the 800, as well as, you know, national records galore. Uh, like, what would you, what would your self say, you know, through that all that time ago, if you were able to, you know, tell your, your past self that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Like, I, I haven't really stopped and thought about what I've achieved over the past couple of weeks, but, um, I, I've always been very highly motivated and like I've always tried to tell myself that I'm capable of these things like making the Olympics and running really quick times but I think anyone that anyone that like immerses themselves in running knows how difficult this sport is and I think if you can be honest with yourself and say hey uh like yeah, I, I hope I can run that. But the difference between running a sub four minute mile and a sub 354 mile, it, it's, it's an incredible leap. And, uh, and that may have at the time felt uh, like false confidence if I was saying that at the time. But now that it's, it, it's actually happening, it's, it's incredible. Like I'm definitely a different runner from when I was, you know, two or three years ago. There, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I'm, something that's super impressive. And when I take a look at the, the leaderboards is how there's really I mean, you have this Oregon, obviously, is one of the, the top programs in the world, obviously, what Tracktown USA and, and this year, especially, 
um, along with your, what two of your teammates, what uh, Cole Hawker and, and, and Cooper tear um, having the top three times in the nation in the mile. Um, what are, what is practice like with you three going at it like every single day, having three of the best runners, you know, in the NCAA being, you know, competing with each other at practice, like every single day. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty special. Um, I'm able to like, under, like take a step back and realize like how unique this situation is and how like we're in a real purple patch at the moment where like the, the motivation is really high. We're all very confident. Uh, we're all getting along really well and training's going great. So it's pretty cool. Um, in saying that, like it is a very high intense training environment. Like we're not here to mess around. Like we're all, and those two guys that you mentioned, there's about four other guys that you, that are knocking at the door who are like, maybe not have performed quite at our level, but are training at that level. So there's, there's legit six or eight guys on our team who are any other year could be national champions but it just so happens that you know some of us are really hitting our straps at the moment but it's it's pretty cool like Cole and Cooper are more strength based so they're kind of we split the team pretty much kind of in two uh, distance and middle distance so I've, I've kind of been put into middle distance so I don't do uh, the track workouts with them so much but we, we meet up every other day and, and do other workouts, but it's, it's a pretty great training environment. Like, to be honest, I don't, it's, it's a pro group really. Like we're training at, in a world-class facility. We've got world-class athletes. Like you'd be hard pressed to find a better training group than what we have right now. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, could you take us into what one of your workouts might look like? I know you mentioned you have a, a workout today, maybe what that might look like or, or just some other typical one, you know, a midweek, um, you know, workout might be. Yeah. Um, it's, it, our coach Ben Thomas is pretty, he's got a unique kind of training method, methodology. So it's not like 10 by K or anything like that. He, there's a lot of speed play, a lot of active recovery um obviously one workout isn't a good representation of the program because like we go through what you're seeing now is the product of months and months of of base work but you know we're sharpening up now so i tell you what my workout is this afternoon but i don't even know it's it's weird he writes it really weird but a typical one would be six by 400 uh, alternating between like a 60 and a 58 with an active recovery and then maybe a couple uh cut down 300s and then maybe a tempo like a 3k tempo and some hill strides it's a the workouts aren't incredible you know we're not really turning any heads uh i think what i've really taken away from this year is you know save it for the race like i just try to get through the workouts as easy as possible uh, I want to be smooth. I want to be feeling good. I, in the past, I've definitely tried to like crush the workout and the harder I work, the better I'll feel in the race, but it's often the opposite. Um, yeah. so yeah, I've, I've definitely just tried to uh, adapt the approach of, uh, just as easy as possible. Don't set any, don't set the world on fire. Just get through it as easy as you can. So, yeah. There's, 
I definitely agree with that because there was many times, especially when I was, I guess you could say my freshman or sophomore year when I felt like, oh, I have to be, you know, the top, the top dog and pushing it, pushing the times like, oh, coach wants you to come through at a, what, 24 split, going to come through at 20, 23. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that didn't help me, <laughs> help me at all. Like it, yeah. you got to find the, the fine line, especially when you're running such, uh, you know, at a, such a high speed during your, your meet days, like your, those times that you're supposed to be hitting at workouts are are specified for the times for you to be able to execute, you know, at your next meet or at conferences or, or whatever it might be. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What are, um, so how, what are some things that you guys are, are starting to, to get into as we're hitting championship season and you're, you're starting to really want to, to hit your stride for, for, or are you guys having conferences this week or is that, no, it's we've qualified for national, so we just got that in two, two and a half weeks. Okay, so you're doing that. So then, um, what are some, what are you guys doing to prepare to be able to run your your fastest time of the year, I guess, so far at nationals as you're starting to taper to, you know, to really get that nat- mm-hmm. that team championship as well as, you know, hopefully an individual one for yourself as well. Yeah. Um, look, I don't. We don't have to like. We just get a, a weekly program via email uh every week and whatever's on the program we do but you know we're two two and a half weeks out we're going to start to taper down so mileage will start to be condensed nothing crazy as i said you know we might we're going to focus a bit more on speed i think the main thing is just we want to go in fresh the work's done you know the haze in the barn we're just gonna get as feel as good as we can sharpen up the sharpen up the pins and just feel good I think the main obstacle for us is not getting COVID. That's, that's the thing we're getting tested every week. So that's, that's the only thing that's going to stop us. If uh, someone gets a, a positive. Yeah, that's, it's, it's strange. Cause that's something that, uh, you know, obviously you've, you never had to deal with in years past. And so now it's really, you have to be careful with where you're going outside of the track or in going throughout the town and, so I'm, I'm guessing your what is well what has your coach kind of said to to your team as you're getting prepared to hopefully you know be able to be running at the national championship when it comes to that you know what you're doing off the track has he is it is he being really vocal or just kind of you know worry about your your own self there yeah definitely we're being it's being pressed into us now like a lot um that the fact that look we've got a unique situation we were we were probably capable of winning a team title last year and we got that taken away from us. And so we've always got that in the back of our head, but yeah, we've, it's being drilled into us that, Hey, you know, like really the only thing that's going to like probably like allow us to lose is if, if we get COVID. So it's, you know, there's a lot of COVID regulations when we're at the track, he's just stressing to us to make the right decisions. Like we, we, we've done really good so far pretty much no one's got it um so it's just kind of keep doing what we're doing but maybe just be a bit extra conscious of it mm-hmm. right now for sure i mean could you uh, kind of taking it back to when you guys ran that dmr that was you know shattered the collegiate record and uh was a world you know world's best time i mean did you guys know like going into it like hey we we have a, a real shot at breaking it this week or was it just as as each person was running their race 
it was like, oh, this this record is, you know, it, it could go down. Yeah, no, no, we didn't. We had no intentions. We were just going there to qualify for nationals. Um, so, and that's the way we go into every DMR. We just want to run as quick as we can. And I think what made that race so quick was the fact it was pretty well perfect because on our first, the first leg is crucial and uh, it happened to be paced. So we, ha we had a really great first lead off. So the first leg was really quick. I think we were four seconds ahead on the, the 1200. 400, um, again, you're not really gonna lose anything there. 800 for me, I just went a little bit quicker. And then Cooper just did his thing. Uh, so it wasn't planned to go that quick at all, but it just eventuated. It's just the way it went. And uh, it was pretty cool. We didn't realize we went that quick or like what we did until like 20 minutes after. Yeah, it's like, oh, you, you're starting to hear hear the chatter from other people saying, oh, yeah, you guys ran, like, really fast. <laughs> like, not yeah. you're not consciously going into it where it's like, okay, let's let's go and break this thing. I mean, um, for something that's super cool, and obviously a lot of people that are in the track world um, have seen that Oregon, your guys' facilities are, are, are finished up. I believe they're, they're all, all finished. I'm sure there might be some construction going on. Could you kind of take us into – you know, what the, the updated facilities have been like and what it was like seeing, you know, the process, um, or I guess maybe it started maybe a little bit before you got there, but yeah, what are, you know, what the, the new facilities look like and maybe some of the cool things that you guys have access to. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was lucky enough to see the original Hayward for like a little bit. I got like a semester there. So that, that was really special to, to appreciate and see what, what it's become. Um, but now like, yeah, it's, it's a world-class facility. You're not really, there's not a better track in the world. It's anything and everything you'd ever want. Um, there's a lot of, like, obviously, if you separate the facilities, so, like, the really cool technological advancements, so we have, um, like, a Bauman Science facility, so just all the latest technology to help in biomechanics and whatever, just, like, all these whiz bang cameras and shit and it's really cool um you know the whole inner facility is covered in the track surface so you don't have to worry about uh chipping the spikes at all there's about four different there's two levels underneath the track so that's there's more underneath than there is on top um and that's just filled with uh recovery uh equipment so just like underwater treadmills uh hot cold tubs our equipment room is in there um we have a like a, a team locker room um we have like a game room with like a basketball court and uh, well, there's like anything and everything in there which is pretty cool unfortunately we um a lot of it is restricted because of covid um it's pretty much get in do your stuff get out um but we we have access to the training room so for for physios and things like that but um that's pretty much all we use it for we use the track obviously there's a gym like a big gym in there um but yeah that, that's about about it but what's really cool is they have there's a lot of murals and um historical artifacts like riddled throughout there's like it's it's kind of a storybook all throughout which is really cool so anyone that 
has like an appreciation for for track and field and Oregon and Nike. It's it's just riddled throughout, and that's really that's really cool to see. Um, and then you've got the Bowman Tower. Uh, that's that's really special. Um, there's a full museum underneath, which is incredible. Um, that just showcases all our uh, national championships, Bowman Awards. Um, there's a there's a, a story on Bowman and the waffle line shoe and the 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 upbringings of Nike and anything like. There's just so much history and knowledge there, which is it's really cool to see it. If you have like, you could spend three hours in there just like studying it and, and reading all of it. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a place that I'm really, really looking forward to hopefully eventually getting down to. Uh, it seems like it's it's super cool and like just someone that, you know, like Disney World for for track fans, <laughs> like just has yeah. just has everything there. And I mean, you brought up, uh, you know, the, with the Bowerman Museum and obviously we've had the, the Bowerman watch list came out and, and, and you made a made an appearance. Uh, was that uh, what, what were your thoughts going into it? And like, are you geared towards like, hey, this is something that you, you'd really like to have or are you just kind of, you know, focused on, you know, running your own race and not looking at it too much? Yeah, that was really cool. I um, obviously I'm Australian, so I don't really have a whole lot of knowledge behind the Bowman Award. I know it's very prestigious, but uh, it's it's really cool to be appreciated for the accomplishments I've had. Um, so yeah, but I don't really think about it too much. It's not. It's just a watch list. Uh, if I want to stay on there, I got to keep performing. So I don't know. It's pretty cool. Well, if it's cool, it's cool if I stay up there. For sure, man. Well, uh, what are like, Closing in on this, what are, I know, I know you've mentioned you guys want to bring a, a team title and, and bring some national titles uh, and, and you know, individual titles for yourselves. Um, what are some of those other goals outside, you know, going out of indoor track, maybe throughout the rest of 2021 that, that you have for yourself, you know, going forward? Yeah. Um, first and foremost, uh, you know, I've got to focus on, on indoors. And as you said, I, I would love to win an individual title and uh, as, as a team, I think we're capable of that. So that's the first kind of obstacle, but uh, just long-term, I would, I, I, I'd love to qualify for the Olympics. Um, that's kind of the next step for me. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm right there. So uh, that's, that's the next kind of goal for me. Um, I'm actually flying to Texas uh, on Saturday. To, to try and have a shot at running the 1500 time. Um, and if I can do that, that's kind of the next obstacle for me. I'm not sure if outdoors is gonna happen, but I'm sure there'll be some form of it. But yeah, for me, it's uh, just do as well as I can at indoors and um, just put my best foot forward for trying to qualify for the Olympics. Um, I'm kind of up against it because I'm over here and if I want to go back to Australia, I've got to do two weeks in a hotel. It's just not ideal. So we're just going to try and run as quick as we can over here and apply and see if we get picked. Awesome. Well, Charlie, thanks so much for, for taking the, the time to, to do this. It was awesome hearing about uh, your goals, what it's like in practice for, for you guys and, and all that uh, moving forward. Um, where, where can people go if they wanted to, to follow more on, on you or, or the team or anything like that? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm not sure what my handle is. It's probably Charlie Hunter, 
<laughs> underscore one or something. I don't know. I'm not too sure, but I'm on Instagram. That's kind of my main thing. Um, and obviously just Oregon track and field. Awesome. Well, thank you, Charlie, for doing this. Really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone that's listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. Um, before we go, make sure that you leave a rating, uh, give us a review, like, subscribe, all that stuff to the show. And if you'd like some more content, go in and follow us on Instagram at Track World News, where we put clips and other news on the sport. Have a good one and peace. Thank <laughs> you.